everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Talk Recorded live. The books of the Bible. We're in Leviticus chapter 18. Let's take a look at it. Now, what we're going to find out in Leviticus chapter 18 is going to be showing us things change. And we'll find out more about that in a minute. Remember, we use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus. As we go through the books of the Bible. We're in the book of Leviticus. And remember, Leviticus was a book written by Moses and it was concerning the laws, the Levi, mostly to do with the priest line and Aaron's work and stuff like that. It's got other stuff in it, but that's, you know, Leviticus. And so the we learn so far in the books of the Bible that you had um, Adam and then the progression to Abraham and then you had um, God talking to Abram before he was called Abraham and took him away from his family, his life, his land, everything that he knew. And then you have him go forward and have a son, Isaac. And Isaac had Jacob. And the progression goes forward from Jacob, of course, you get the 12 tribes. And then you get, of course, the tribe of Judah. And what happens is that you have the 12 tribes ended up in Egypt and in bondage. And what went on was that God brought the children of Israel, the 12 tribes, and their families out of Egypt, out of bondage, and they're um, in the wilderness. God is setting up his kingdom with the children of Israel, sharing what it is that he wants them to do, how he wants them to act, as they will get a nation of their own. Right now, they're just like nomads. In the wilderness, a big group of people, they have no country. They have no home. And so God is giving Moses the law. And we're up to Leviticus. And 
that's the priest law. Now, before, from the beginning, from Adam and on, you know, you could have, there wasn't that many people on the earth, and you could have, um, you know, brothers and sisters intermarrying with each other. Everybody was allowed to be with everybody else so that the population would grow. There was no rules against it because there didn't need to be rules against it because the flesh was in its early stages and very strong. But as the generations went forward, you have from Adam to Abraham was 19 generations. So in 19 generations, the flesh, you know, was a lot weaker than it was with Adam. With Adam and Eve, and the way things worked, God wanted procreation. He wanted population. So whenever um, a man and a woman got together, the woman became pregnant every single day time. It's just the way it works so that population would grow. Well, the flesh became weaker and weaker and um, we see with Sarah that it wasn't the same. Her flesh was weaker um, because she did not get pregnant. There was, it was all part of the plan. God knew what was going on, the flesh was getting weaker and weaker. Imagine what it is for us today. So, you have the progression, you have Abraham, his children, going forth, Moses getting the rules, God's going to set up the kingdom. And now you have chapter 18 in Leviticus. Things change according to what's going on in the flesh world. And that has to do with the flesh, by the way, and the things that God decides to do and and wants us to do. You understand? But you see, God tells us and shows us the differences. We just don't come up with them ourselves. Okay? So, let's go to Leviticus 18, beginning in verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, I am the Lord your God. So, listen. Tell them that Yahweh, their God, has told you this. After the doings of the land of Egypt, wherein ye dwelt, shall ye not do. So, God is saying that when you were in Egypt, you learned things. You were there for generations. I don't want you to do what you learn from Egypt. Wherein ye dwelt, 
shall ye not do. And after the doings of the land of Canaan, so the land you're going into, the people that live in this land, I don't want you to do what they do either. Whether I bring you, shall ye not do, neither shall ye walk in their ordinances, the way of life, the things that they do. You see, Israel was supposed to be separate and different, not going along with the world. And so what do you have here? You have God's commands. Four, ye shall do my judgments and keep my ordinances to walk therein. I am the Lord your God. So, so God is saying, I've got some rules. I've got things you want, I want you to do. I want you to live the way I want you to live. I don't want you to live like the world anymore. You see, they were living like the world. All the way from Adam, they were living like the world. Abraham lived like the world. But God is separating them from that as the nation he wants to set up as his kingdom on earth. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments. And of course the statutes are the um, the way things are. If you commit a sin, I tell you why that's a law. It's a command. And my statutes has to do with the punishment for the law. And the judgment means that you fulfill that punishment. You mean, God is talking about, I'm going to give you some laws. I want you to follow those laws. And if people don't follow those laws, I want my punishments to be um, handed out to them. And keep mine ordinances to walk therein. I am the Lord your God. So, yes, the world has ordinances. They have things they do. But I, God is saying, want you to walk in my way of doing things, not the world's way of doing things. If only the church today would walk in the way that Jesus showed us and not in the way of the world, which, of course, they do. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man do, okay, so if you follow what I tell you and punish those like I tell you, he shall live in them and I am the Lord. So um, God is saying to um, Moses to tell the people that everything will be going well for you if you follow my rules and you punish when you should be punishing and do what I tell you to do when somebody breaks the rules. Now, here is his particular topic for this time to Moses. None of you shall approach to any that is near of kin to him to uncover their nakedness. I am the Lord. So, you see, obviously, because he um, prefaces this before with 
don't do like the nations do. Don't do like Egypt does. Don't do like Canaan does. They were obviously sleeping with brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and cousins and in-laws and, and all of this. They're sleeping with everybody sleeping with everybody else. You know, if you like somebody and you fall in love with them uh, or if you just get a wife or a husband, you know, it doesn't matter what bloodline they are. You understand? And so um, this included Abram. Him. You understand? When he was Abram, I want you to go to Genesis. Okay. Hold your place in Leviticus. And go to Genesis. And let's go to... Let's see. Chapter... Twenty of Genesis, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Chapter twenty. Hold your place. So Genesis chapter twenty. And I want you to understand something here. So does God change things? Yes, it depends on what's happening on earth. It depends on and in this case it's because of the flesh was different. And I want you to go to verse I want us to go to verse 11. And Abraham said, because I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place and they will slay me for my wife's sake. And yet, indeed, she is my sister. So Sarah was Abraham's sister. And God didn't have a problem with that. And he didn't even have a problem with Sarah having the seed line that was going to bring in Yahshua. So you see how things changed back then. God didn't have a problem with it. But not the daughter of my mother. So you see, Abraham's father had more than one wife, which is the way it worked back then. And one of his wives had a daughter. And one of his other wives had a son. And they became husband and wife. And she became my wife, but um, not the daughter, she is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. So, Sarah was actually um, Abraham's half-sister. So, let's go back to Leviticus now. Now, you see, God didn't have a problem with that. It wasn't against the law. And so, this also is for all of those people out there, which there is usually the seven-day Advent and, and those types, that say that, oh, well, you know, from Adam they had all the laws and God required them to keep the laws. Well, that's not true. They didn't. The laws weren't given until Moses until there was a nation going to come up 
and be the kingdom of heaven as a nation. So let's go back to Leviticus. Now you understand, um, and verse 6 is saying, none of you shall approach to any that is near of kin to him to uncover their nakedness. I am the Lord, the nakedness of thy father and the nakedness of thy mother shall thou not uncover. She is thy mother thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. So you're not going to be sleeping with your father. You're not going to be sleeping with your mother. The nakedness of thy father's wife shall thou not uncover. It is thy father's nakedness. And again, um, that's God's using the word nakedness because you have to get naked to um, have relations with another person. So that's why it's called nakedness. And, of course, um, that's what was going on in uh, Genesis after the flood. Okay, after the flood, let's go hold your place. Um, to Genesis chapter 9. And so, I think it's chapter 9. All right. Okay, I want to go to chapter 9, verse 20. And Noah began to be an husbandman, and he planted a vineyard. The husbandman means a farmer. And he drank of the wine and was drunken. So Noah used the wine and he got drunk. He was uncovered within his tent. And who was in his tent with him? His wife. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. So we just learn what the nakedness of his father is. It's his wife. That means it's Ham's mother. Okay? So he saw, he partook of his mother because they were drunk. And Ham went out and told his brothers, what he had done. He had slept with his mother. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders. Both their shoulders. There was two people there. It didn't matter. There's no big deal about um, Noah being naked. He's a man. They're men. That's not it. It had nothing to do with it. It had to do with sleeping with his mother and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father, and their face were backward, and they saw not their father's nakedness, which is, we just read it, his wife is the father's nakedness in Leviticus. So they didn't look at their mother who was naked, and they didn't partake with their mother that was naked. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. Now, how did he know? How did he know? Well, it's pretty simple. And he said, curse be Canaan. So 
Canaan was the, the um, child of Ham and his mother. And Noah knew that his son had slept with his mother because there was no other people around. And his mother got, uh, his wife got pregnant, you understand? So that's what that's talking about. That's why Canaan's cursed. It's because it wasn't Noah's um, wife that he got pregnant. It was Noah's son that got his wife pregnant, his mother. You understand? So it's an interesting thing. So that's what the nakedness is. And so, of course, they were doing that back in those days. You know, they knew about doing that. Let's go back to Leviticus. The nakedness of thy sister, the daughter of thy father, or daughter of thy mother, whether she born at home or born abroad, even their nakedness shall thou not uncover. So, see right here, Abraham's sister was his wife, and he was <laughs> he had uncovered her nakedness, obviously. And so, then it wasn't a big deal, but now it is. And how many generations, this is about seven or eight, generations later you understand so the flesh has has digressed or or um, I should said become weaker not as strong as it was after um, 19 generations and then another nine so you got 20 something generations here later Children having children having children having children having children. The flesh goes weaker, 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 weaker. Okay? So now things are going to change. And that's why it changed. So they didn't have it back then. Like the Seventh-day Adventists say, the law did not apply back then. There was no law. This is now the law brought in by God. And um, verse 10, the nakedness of thy son's daughter or the daughter's daughter, even their nakedness thou shalt not uncover for there is thine own nakedness. So, of course, it has to do with your children. The nakedness of thy father's wife's daughter begotten of thy father, she is thy sister, thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy father's sister, she is thy naked, thy father's near kinswoman. So, you understand, it's it's going to go on and it's going to explain about all the relatives. So no, you're not supposed to. It's God's law and it has to do with genetics. It has to do with the flesh. And today, if you marry a brother or sister or even a first cousin and you have kids with them, the DNA is too similar and it causes problems within the children. And God knew that. He knew what was going to happen because the flesh wasn't going to last forever. And 13, thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy mother's sister, for she is thy mother's near kinswoman. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy father's brother. Thou shalt not approach to his wife. She is thine aunt. So uncles, aunts, None of them. Thou shalt not cover the nakedness of thy brother's wife. It is thy brother's nakedness. And this is not a person that's necessarily connected to you genetically, 
but God wants rules. He doesn't want you sleeping with your relatives' wives. And thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of a woman and her daughter, neither shalt thou take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness, for they are her near kinswoman. It is wickedness. So you understand, and this, of course, had to do with what? Um, it had to do with um, what John the Baptist got killed for because Herod had... Um, taken his brother's wife when his brother was still alive. You understand? Because God has a rule. You know, the law goes on later on and talks about if your brother's dead and doesn't have seed, then you are to marry the wife so that she can um, have seed for the um, for the brother. So, see, and John the Baptist knew the rules and that Herod had broken the rules and taken his brother's wife to wife, and that was against God's law, and Herod was supposed to be um, following the laws of God. And, of course, um, when John the Baptist uh, was saying that, then, of course, Herod's wife was not happy about that because people that may not have known, know now, and so she ultimately got him beheaded for exposing him, uh, Herod and her, for doing things they weren't supposed to be doing, which is right here. It's all a part of the law. 18. Neither shalt thou take a wife to her sister to vex her to uncover her nakedness besides the other in her lifetime. So, you see, neither shall thou take a wife to her sister to vex her to uncover her nakedness. So you're not supposed to marry sisters. That's very interesting, isn't it? That, um, that before you had um, Jacob, and Jacob um, wanted to get married to uh, Rebecca, and... Um, and uh, Rebecca, I believe it's Rebecca and his her sister Leah, and guess what? They're sisters. So, see, God didn't have a problem with that. So, see, things changed as God was setting up a kingdom. You understand? And these were the rules. So. Verse 19, and thou shalt not approach unto a woman to uncover her nakedness as long as she is put apart for her uncleanness. So, listen, you're not supposed to be messing around when a woman is at on her time. Moreover, thou shalt not lie carnally with thy neighbor's wife to defile thyself with her. So God is saying, listen, you're not supposed to be taking your neighbor's wife. So this isn't even relatives. He doesn't want you taking your neighbor's wife. And thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire to Molech. So it's interesting. There's um, uh, Molech was one of those gods that required people to burn things. And so that's what's going on here. God's saying, don't burn anything for Molech. 
It's an abomination to God. And this, of course, is talking about the seed of the man. Neither shall thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. So you understand, thy God, I am Yahweh. That's the name. God doesn't want it profane. He doesn't want it taken um, badly, in a bad way, or used or abused. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. So, hey, anybody out there that has a problem with that, it's an abomination to God. Men with men. Neither shalt thou lie with any beast to defile thyself therewith. So, hey, you up in Vermont people, guess what? You that marry your sheep and your dogs... Uh, it's an abomination to God. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down there unto. It is confusion. It is interesting that the woman, it says confusion. In the man, it's an abomination. Defile not yourselves in any of these things, for in all these the nations are defiled, which I cast out before you. So, guess what? The place they were going, Canaan, remember? Canaan was the uh, product of him and his mother, okay? And so that's what's going on here, is that they were just doing all of this stuff. And the land is defiled, therefore I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. So God is sick of seeing all of this stuff that's going on. And so what is he doing? He's going to give this land to this new nation, to the children of Israel. And the people that were there, they're not going to be controlling that land anymore. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourn among you. So God is saying, listen, I'm going to give you a nation, and when I do, I've got these rules, and I want you to follow my rules. And if somebody comes in that isn't a part of Israel, they've got to follow the rules too. Don't let them bring this abomination in. It isn't just Israel I'm talking about. I'm talking about Israel as showing what God wants the world to act like. Israel was supposed to be the kingdom of God on earth, an example for what God wanted the rest of the nations to do. 27, for all these abominations have the men of the land done, which were before you, and the land is defiled. So in God's eyes, when any of this stuff is done, you are defiling the land, defiling what God created. The land that the land spew not you out also when you defile it as it spewed out the nations that were before you. So God is saying, hey, listen, if you don't do things my way, guess what? I'm going to spew you out. And ultimately, that's exactly what happened. Israel got taken away first by Assyria the ten tribes, and then ultimately Judah, 
um, was taken away captive and God brought them back and they were sort of doing what God wanted them to but never really turned back to God. And then Jesus came and they rejected Jesus and then Jerusalem was destroyed and the Jews were scattered. And guess what? They weren't allowed back as a nation ever again, even up until this day. The nation of Israeli is not God's nation of Israel. God will bring Israel back when he chooses, not when the world chooses. And of course, what's happened? The world chose to give Israel a land that God did not want them to have. And guess what? Now we've got all this trouble because of Israel being given a country. 29. For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them shall be cut off from among their people. So here's the rules. Here's my rules. Follow my rules. If you as a nation don't follow my rules, I'm going to get rid of you as a nation. But if anybody within your nation doesn't follow these rules and you find out about it, then get them out of your nation. See, that's the way it works with the church. You see, Israel was the example to the world. It was supposed to be the kingdom of God on earth. God was supposed to be the king. And Israel was supposed to listen to God and do as God wanted them to do. And then they would be a light to the world, but didn't work out that way. They turned against God. Things didn't work out. So then come along Jesus, and he changed things. He didn't change the law. He didn't change what God had provided as the law, what Jesus did was had a new way for those that were going to be the kingdom of God on earth, which is believers. If you're a believer, then you're a part of the kingdom of God. And Jesus showed us what God wanted for his people to do on earth. And you're not supposed to bring in the things of the world like they do in churches today. All of this nonsense, they bring all this stuff in. And they allow people of the world to be a part of their churches when God doesn't want that. Jesus said he doesn't want that. You have them. Hold your place here. We're just going to go over to Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2. And you're going to see, Jesus says, listen, I don't want them in my church. So, verse 12 first. And to the angel of the church of Pergamos write, these things saith he which hath the sharp sword with two edges. This is Jesus to one of his groups of believers. And 14 says, but I have a few things against thee because that thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam who taught Balak um, to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. You have people in your church that follow these bad doctrines. And Jesus is against that. You see, I have somewhat against you. 
do not have these types of people in your church because it causes trouble. And so there's nothing changed as far as that goes. The rules don't change, but what's actually going on changes. Let's go back to Leviticus. 29, read it again. For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them, shall be cut off from among their people. Get rid of them. Churches, get rid of those people that are not doing what they're supposed to do. Therefore shall ye keep mine ordinances, that ye commit not any one of these abominable customs which were committed before you, and that ye defile not yourself therein. I am the Lord your God. I am Yahweh your God. You understand there's a lot of other gods around, and people follow those gods. Absolutely. But I'm Yahweh, and these are my rules. Do as I tell you to do. And that completes chapter 18, the books of the Bible. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.